Hi, so this is the first class of CFA. So students who started studying, just about to start studying, planning to start studying, etc., are supposed to be doing this lecture. This is not a demo class or something like that. This is the first class of your CFA curriculum. So make sure that you watch, attend this lecture very, very attentively. So the first thing we are going to start off with is the syllabus. So uh, this is very important because see, when you study, for example, a particular chapter of the entire outside of uh, out of the entire curriculum, you have to know how it is connecting to the entire syllabus, how it is fitting into the entire curriculum. Because look, studying a chapter sing, uh, you know singularly is going to be a challenge. So that is the reason why we need to understand the syllabus where I've discussed every single chapter in detail. And obviously, we have subjects like equity, portfolio, fixed income, derivatives, real estate, and all is there in alternate investment, sorry, commodities, real estate, etc. And private equity and all. So you have to understand the curriculum. So I've gone chapter by chapter in the syllabus lecture. So you have to understand the syllabus very well. I've asked students very often that, you know, uh, uh, for example, uh, uh, why do you want to uh, do XYZ in your career? So in college seminars, first year college seminars and all. And uh, they give me an XYZ answer that I want to do this or I want to become this. And the second question is, do you know the syllabus? What are the subjects you're going to study? And 99% times the answer is blank. So it is very important when you're dedicating that amount of time frame, that amount of energy, uh, etc. to 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 uh, your uh, uh, to studying something, it is very important to understand what you're going to be studying and whether you like it and uh, how to go about it. So that is going to be a question over here. So that is why the syllabus part is important. Also, because you have to know the syllabus before you start studying, otherwise you're not able to understand the context of a particular chapter as uh, uh, you know how it is fitting into the entire curriculum, entire syllabus and how it is related because there will be interconnectedness between the chapters and all. So it is very important to understand, to have a very macro view of the curriculum. A question that I get very often is with respect to uh, uh, whether students who are not good at maths will be able to manage or not. So firstly, we don't have so much of maths. We have more of statistics over here. And that is not a problem because everything is taken care of from scratch. Of course, economic students will be economics honor students will have maybe a, a, an edge or relatively find certain chapters in economics easier. Uh, engineering students or students good with mathematics might be finding a couple of chapters from quants easier. Uh, students with a commerce background might be finding a couple of chapters from financial reporting easier but otherwise it doesn't matter because finance is not it it is a different subject altogether and not an extension or it's not a i wouldn't say it is it is synonymous with commerce or something so therefore when you're studying you have to understand the syllabus in detail and then we'll be able to move forward and finance does not mean stock market alone because even if a company has to take financial decisions for example a company has to decide how to borrow funds, how to manage funds, which project to apply, which uh, portfolio management, be it uh, equity investment, be it corporate finance, wherein financial decision making of the company and all. So everything is going to be part of finance. So CFA would be about finance, right? So you have to uh, attend the syllabus lecture in order to understand the content in detail. Next, we move to the exam structure and results. We have three levels, computer-based exams. Level one will have 90-90. So each of the levels is a four and a half hour exam. Level four and a half hour with two parts, two hour, 15 minutes paper, then two hour, 15 minutes paper with a half an hour break. Level one is 90, 90 MCQs. Level two is 44, 44 MCQs. It is in a case study format. And level three, you have objective answers, typed answers now, not written answers and 44 MCQs in the second part. So the three levels, two and a half levels, full MCQ and the uh, one half of the third level is going to be your uh, typed answers, written answers, typed answers, as you can call it. 
and uh, we are going to discuss the exam structure in detail to understand exactly how to approach it and the results are going to be approximately 40 42 45 percent uh, for the level one and level two exams and level three is going to be somewhere close to around 50 percent or so and uh, of course how to evaluate what is the minimum required score in order to pass the exam etc so how the results look like a sample of the result etc is going to be discussed in this lecture next we are going to move towards a registration so one you need a passport you need to pay the fees which is going to some be somewhere close to 2200 2500 dollars or so for the entire level three levels uh, uh, exams and all and uh, of course you'll have to register online and how the registration process is and everything you need a passport to register and the institute is located in the us but the exams take place across the world and uh, you would be obviously the designation is is uh, credible across the world as in you have the designation uh, you can use the designation cfa against your name across the world uh, the next question that I get very often is when to begin preparation. So if I have to give you a one word answer, uh, it is going to be about around uh, six months, I would say, if I have to give you a one single answer, but uh, uh, with respect to, you know, whether you're a working professional, what kind of duration you have, what amount of time frame is required, how much of practice and study and etc is required, uh, lecture hours and all are required. So that all is covered in the when to begin preparation lecture. And I've discussed a lot of situations. So you'll have to evaluate for yourself as to what amount of time frame are you going to be requiring and when should you begin prepare, preparing. So how much time is it going to take? The next lecture we discuss is where to study from because there is so much of material out there because it gets very confusing to uh, where to study from and where to practice from. If you study from multiple places, you'll get confused and you cannot exhaust all the practice resources because um, it's just there's you have so much of information and content online. So where to study from, how to exactly go about studying and all is what we discussed in the next two lectures and how to study for the exam because these are professional exams. You have to understand that there is a 40% pass rate. Out of 100 students, 40 students are going to pass and 60 students will not pass. If you're like taking let's say a chartered accountancy or let's say an MBA exam. So when uh, two and a half lakh students take a CAT examination, approximately 4,000, 6,000 or let's say 7,000 students will get in the top 10 colleges. And uh, so you have to understand that. So how do you approach the exam? How do you study for the exam? These professional exams and all becomes very important because you're giving that kind of time, energy, effort and everything to the exam. So obviously you'll have to understand the right approach uh, for these kind of exams and all. So this is going to be very important. Um, and also you cannot, you cannot, you cannot be overconfident that, you know, I have worked in the sector for this many years, these many years, and therefore I am, uh, you cannot be overconfident about it. So you have to have to understand the right way of studying. Uh, the next thing is your scope. So um, uh, we'll be discussing the different job roles, designations, etc. that uh, can apply the knowledge of CFA uh, in your in your working life, businesses, because all the financial decision making when it comes in portfolio management, uh, equity research, iBanking, uh, um, any, anything remotely and closely related to finance and business is going to be requiring. So we'll be discussing that in detail in terms of in the scope lecture. Uh, the next lecture is going to be about the lectures as in about the classes and all how I conduct the classes, how do we go about it, what is going to be the flow of the classes, how do we do the doubts and all, what material do we provide and all of those things are going to be discussed in this about our lectures. There is no shortcut. So there is no shortcut that you know this chapter, this question will come in the exam. Obviously not. One that is unethical. Second that is not possible. And um, Obviously, there is that is not going to get you anywhere. So there is no shortcuts to success. So when I'm talking about, for example, in our lectures, there is a very important lecture I do. That is how to attempt the exam. 
so the exam attempting strategy in terms of managing times in terms of you know there is another lecture how to study and practice once you start preparing so there is an exact lecture how exactly you're supposed to be studying making notes practicing and all of that and at that point of time i'll make sure that you know your accuracy level has to be very high in the exam because say for example you've got 90 mcqs in level one so in that case every question is 190th the weightage right 90 90 mcq so one half of the exam 90 mcqs so the weightage of every question is quite high so you're not supposed to be making a lot of silly mistakes so how to avoid that so when i talk about the exam attempting strategy or how to revise or how to study etc or whatever it is done it is not going to give you any shortcuts i'm going to be rather strict i would say of course uh, the first lecture is more of a serious kind because it's kind of putting you into the mode of it's more informational and it's putting you into the mode of studying and all but uh, once we get going with the classes you'll get comfortable and all that but uh, yes you have to be serious and i'll be pushing you and i'll be uh, very nagging uh, kinds uh, with respect to studying and reading and all of that so beyond studying also there are a lot of things i'm going to be pushing you towards uh, the next thing is the eligibility part so if there's any student who's confused so normally you can start preparing in the second year and register for the exam in the second year but you can take level one in the third year uh, or you can register in the third year for level two and take the exam level two can be taken only after your graduate level one can be taken only in your final year and if you're already a graduate or you have three years four years worth of experience or something then you're already uh, uh, eligible to take the exam so that is not a problem at all obviously you're not supposed to be falsifying any information and all so how exactly the eligibility works and everything and what are our requirements for registering on the institute's portal and all that is discussed in the eligibility lecture since some students had a confusion so this is basically the first class if you're a graduate already you do you can skip this eligibility lecture it's not going to be relevant but otherwise you need to start exactly from the top you're going to study the syllabus lecture right now and you are going to continue with all these lectures right away so start studying and uh, yeah let's 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 get started so start with the syllabus lecture and complete the entire lecture this is the first class and then you will start with your quants and other chapters and all that right all right start studying